Welcome to The Frenzy. I'm Melissa Carter. And I'm Jen Hobby. The Frenzy's mission is to celebrate friendships over 40. We believe that women can thrive through authentic relationships, self-discovery, and spiritual exploration. Our decades-long friendship continues to grow because we are willing to go there and share our truths through life's highs and lows. That's why The Frenzy is here, to hold space for women who are 40 and older, because at this age, your story matters more than ever. I'm Melissa, and when I was in high school, I had three piercings on my left ear and one piercing on my right ear, even though... I knew fully well I was gay, and I was supposed to have the three piercings on my right ear if I was gay. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I had three piercings on my left ear. And then you can I, still feel the bumps, but they're grown over. I did not other. know that there was a difference with left and right. Oh, geez. So apparently, and I don't know if this is a Columbia, Tennessee thing, or but it was the whole, uh, if you're gay, you wear your earring in your left ear. I'm sorry. If you're, if you're straight, it's your left ear. If it's gay, it's your right ear. So, oh, so you had the three on the left to like throw everybody off? I guess. I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, it's the 80s. So, of course, I wanted the piercings all up my ear, but I didn't want both. I just wanted one. And I thought, you know, but I did make that decision. I, I, in my mind, I made the decision. I, this should be in my right ear, but I'll put it in my left. It's just fascinating as teenagers what we, we think is so important. You and, broke the uh, lesbian law. Girl. I did. I did. I, I, denied my, I denied my true self. And I betrayed the lesbians across the nation. I'm going to need a picture of you with the three piercings. (laughs) I'm going to need to see that. (laughs) I'm sure there's at least one where there's one holding a key like Janet Jackson, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) That is some good nostalgia right there. I love it. I'm Jen Hobby and I am typically a coffee drinker, but today I am sipping hot tea. Yes. With lemon and honey because I have attack of the fall allergies. So I apologize in advance to our frenzy audience because if y'all hear me hacking up a lung like a 100-year-old smoker, I apologize. It's just once a year I get these fall allergies and they attack my chest for a couple of days and then they go. You're not the only one. I There are several people I know that are dealing with this. Mine tend to be spring. So, but yes, yeah. for those, yeah, there are fall allergies. I think for a lot of people, they don't realize that things are blooming now. It's not just a spring thing. So yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a beautiful time funky. of year with all the colors changing and all that fun stuff. <laughs> but definitely something parks right in my throat. But I have a tea question for you, Melissa Carter, because sure. I'm not typically a hot tea drinker. But I've started to notice something. Mm -hmm. I think coffee is a 30s and early 40s thing. But now that I am about to be completely middle (laughs) age and approaching 45, I think everybody I know is shifting to tea. Is this a thing? I, I shifted to tea when I left morning radio. Um, but I did it because of my IBS. So coffee is a, is a little oh, aggressive for yeah. those of us who have gut issues. But I needed it to do morning radio. And I feel then, like all my girlfriends have switched to tea. But maybe it's a thing. Maybe I maybe I decided to do that at the, because when I decided to do it, I was in my mid to late 40s. So <laughs> middle age. It's so weird to say that. It's so weird. <laughs> but anyway, yes, my middle age self. Yes, I'm a, I I only drink tea. I did. I will say that um, uh, and we'll talk about this later. I had a rough day recently. Um, and on that day, I did go 
to get a pumpkin spice latte. So I'm like, you know it's what? Like I you, need if you need the extra <laughs> caffeine boost, you're going yes. for the coffee variety. And, and it was so dainty because I'm like, you know what? I'm having a terrible day. I need some extra juice. I'm going to get a pumpkin spice latte. So it, but it was very good. And it was, and then it gave you that, it gave you that caffeine energy that where you were like, Whoa, I forgot what this feels like. Yeah. They're not a, yeah, it did. They're not a sponsor, but I did go to Dunkin' Donuts for that. And theirs is very good. And I'm a fan of their coffee, but yes, it gave me this, this spark, but I also knew I'm glad I was working from home because again, I knew that later in the day Mm. I would be inspired to spend some not, time on the throne. Yeah, yes. not not a great choice for the belly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will tell you from my uh, voice issues today and drinking tea, I'm I'm think I might be making the switch. Well, here's something this is I, so nice. The last show I was on, um, I got in the habit, even if I didn't want the tea part, that I would actually just get hot water. You know, uh, you know, in offices, you always have that coffee maker that has the spout where you can just put hot water and that's for tea use. Yeah. There t- I would drink hot water through the show because that loosens your throat. That helps your throat where caffeine dehydrates you. So just okay. saying. there's a reason why singers use tea and lemon and those kind of things yeah. to soothe their throats. So I'm, I'm going to tell you that I am going to update you on the coffee to tea switch and see how quickly see? I can and there's make so many the varieties and you transition can drink, and you can drink it throughout the day. That's what I like about tea. Cause I drink, um, green tea and herbal teas, but I drink it throughout the day where coffee, I was never able to do that. No, so I can, can do like yeah. three cups and I'm out. Yeah. Where tea, there's usually a, I usually have a cup of tea in my hand all day long. So and you can have like a soothing one before bedtime. Exactly. With a little bit of chamomile in it, have some ginger for after lunch for digestion. I mean, there's, <laughs> and then Melissa, when we can become little old ladies, we can go out to tea. We can exactly. Afternoon tea with crumpets. And, and we spoons. can, we can host a tea. Well, and it, it, we're not quite at the point. What did you say when, um, with your readers, the chain that goes with your readers, we're not quite at no. that point yet. I don't yeah, know what no. age is that 60. Mm. Is that when that starts 70? I don't know. I can't do it. I'm I'm not there yet. It's like when I became a mom and I could not go minivan. I'm like, I I can give over a whole lot of myself to this commitment of raising children, but I am not going to drive a minivan. All my friends do and everybody loves it. Let me tell you something. So there was one time when Katie and I, after we separated, Katie had gotten a um, beach house in Florida for a week. And so she took Mr. Carter down with her and she had her half vacation, but she's like, I got to come back to work. So why don't you come down and fly down and take the rest of the week and have him and he could be there the whole week. I'm like, cool. So I flew down and I was like, you know, but I'm going to rent something to come back um, because it was just me. And I didn't want to, I don't know. I was not the parent that wanted to take the baby on a plane, even though I've got plenty of single mom friends who take their babies on planes. I'm yeah. not that girl because yeah. I can I got to take a Xanax on the plane. So anyway, I don't want to be stoned with my kid. So, <laughs> so I, um. I rented a, all that was available was a, was a minivan. And so I'm like, all right, I'll do this. And I'm telling you, like, I was, I understand because they have captain's chairs behind the main two seats. It's not a bench seat. It's two captain's chairs. And so when you put a baby in there, you can turn that captain's chair straight out to take them out instead of having to be awkward mm-hmm. getting them out of the seat. Oh yeah. Anyway, I so I, I, I didn't fly- purchase one, but I, I get it. Sliding doors. Yes. I hear about all the benefits the room, of the minivan, but I'm so much room back there. there. Like I can't. You know what I would do before I would do a minivan? Old school station wagon. Mm, <laughs> do you remember the wood true. paneling? Yes. When we were paneling. growing up, the stay wag was the mom mobile. Say, right. Got so replaced. You do that. You do that. Do they even make station wagons anymore. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. I think anything you see on the road is old school. It's 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 not like a twenty twenty one. That'd be kind of cool to do a station wagon. Don't you think? I, mean, I think that some it cars are trying. I think like um, and again, none of the none of these cars are sponsors, but like um, you know, the Subaru. There's a Subaru. There's a Toyota. Don't you have to drive one of those because you're gay? I have <laughs> driven a Subaru. Yes. <laughs> oh yes, that's the gay the- car. It's, it goes right along with your earrings on the I know. The I right, need to re-pierce right those two. But no, I got to put them on the right side. No, yeah. and, and for the, yes. So Subaru purposely markets toward the gay community. And so I celebrate them for, doing. again, they're not a sponsor. I celebrate them for doing that because they have a loyal following. But yes, I have driven one of those cars. But they have. So, Is it like a stay wag though? Well, there's several makes I notice. Like I said, Subaru and Toyota. I'm trying to think of anybody else. But they, they're trying to play as if it's a station wagon but it's not like there's some oh. models that are very station wagon e okay it's not the full commitment mm-hmm. so i think they're testing the waters <laughs> for people like you who might get one but yeah the i we'll see i don't know i i, I need a uh, probably in the next year or two i'm going to get a new car and i have to think about the fact that mr carter is predicted to be a very tall man so i'm also thinking yeah. okay if he has very tall friends i got to think of a vehicle where they can be comfortable my brother, he's six foot and he can, he can barely get in my car. So like, I'm, you know, they don't make cars for big men anymore. Yeah. Big men. Usually, I don't know about your husband. Cause he's tall. What does he drive? He drives a Jeep uh, Cherokee. Okay. Because but it's old. I mean, it's got a hundred thousand miles on it, you know, but so I don't, I don't know what the I, new models look like. Cause I'm curious what he will get because. Yeah, I, they don't. The cars are getting smaller, more fuel efficient, and I think for big guys, that's why they drive trucks. That's the only thing they can fit in, right? But I'm not. No, I don't know if I'm full commitment lesbian to to buy a truck. It would be convenient. That's true. It Maybe I nice. should drive a truck, and then I'll get great attention from lesbians. So you see, so you'll be cute in a truck as the straight girl, as the lesbian in the truck. I don't know. There's a different percent. I don't know. I I can't. Can't anyway, go full truck. We're not here talking about cars. I know. Okay. We're off the rails. I can't go full minivan. You cannot go full I truck. I want, yeah. I've been tempted because there's like, something. Oh about my gosh, it. the convenience of a truck. <laughs> even even Katie's girlfriend said the other day, one of us should get a truck because it would be so convenient. I'm like, I can't commit to that. I, like none of the le- none of us lesbians want to get a truck because it's uh, <laughs> too, too stereotypical. Too stereotype. But anyway, yeah. don't but, don't put me in that corner. Yeah, but we're not talking about cars today. But we would <laughs> again. You can always Melissa at thefrenzy.com, Jen at thefrenzy.com. Give us your opinion. I would love to know your your advice on a a car for big men. But anyway, so what we are talking today, though, one of the things is a case of stolen identity, which happened to me, which was part of that rough day I was talking about earlier. And I'll share that with you. I got to hear all the details of that. Plus, coming up, we're going to answer a you don't know my life question. And today's question is, if you could live in any TV show home, which one would it be? Mm -hmm, That's going to jog your memory, make you a little Mm -hmm. nostalgic. We also have the frenzy advice column where we take your questions. And this is from Tamara today. And she wants to talk about caring for aging parents. And I've got a mirror mantra to say to your reflection this week. And it goes along with a little story. Yay. Oh, I can't wait. All right. Well, have you signed up for the frenzy weekly email yet? Jen does a fantastic job with this. And this is, uh, we only send it out one time. uh, And it it contains so many things that you need uh, to know from the show, deep dive into the show links. We make it very easy for you. So please uh, 
get a part of that weekly email. Subscribe to it, and it's how you do it. You go to Frenzy.com today, and also don't forget we have a private Facebook group, and that link is in that email as well. Frenzy.com, thefrenzy.com. <laughs> the Frenzy, thefrenzy.com is the email, or it's the website. Jeez, to get the email. You think I was sick today? We're going to get you another latte. I know, right? I do. I know. No, I know how that feels. And we want to say a big thanks to our listeners who have subscribed to our email list already. Shout out to Allison Hunter, Mara Archer, and Gail Fitzgerald. Thank you so much for signing up. And again, they did that at thefrenzy.com. And so, Jen, we are going to dive into the story of my identity getting hacked, of terrible customer service here in a minute. But first, let's thank our sponsors. Just heard your friend, neighbor, or colleague has been diagnosed with cancer? Your first instinct is, what can I do? Kick It Pajamas is the answer. Kick It sells pajamas, gowns, and other accessories specifically designed for those going through cancer treatment. Go to kickitpajamas.com and use the code FRENZY to get 10% off. That's kickitpajamas.com, code FRENZY for 10% off. Give the gift of comfort and style. Kick It Pajamas. Let's kick cancer off the planet. Hey, it's Melissa. My family has a history of vascular disease, so I make a point to get my vascular system checked through Lifeline screening each year. The health of your arteries is important and is critical to understand your risk of stroke and cardiovascular disease. With a simple preventative screening, I get peace of mind or early detection so that I can take action. Since 1993, Lifeline Screening's highly experienced staff has screened over 10 million people in order to bring awareness to potential health problems for follow-up with your physician. To find out more, go to LifelineScreening.com. That's LifelineScreening.com and be sure to use the code FRIENDS. That's frenzy without the Y. So that's F-R-I-E-N-D-Z. A case of stolen identity, Jen. And it's bad customer service, too. So for those who are watching YouTube, because we have a YouTube channel, uh, and you can go to YouTube.com find us. But I am we wearing the glasses again that I bought that still have the logo there because the place won't take them back. You can't scrape them off? $200. I'm just going to say it out loud. Or something that dollars on your pretty frames and i tried to pop that and i tried to pop these out i'm like i'm gonna just pop them out and just have frames with that and, and uh, i guess glasses today are made so that they don't just pop out like you used to old glasses you can anyway that's not the story but customer service sucks so the customer service at this place sucks i'm still gonna fight to try to get new yep. lenses in here but jen hobby i used to travel and i have memberships and rewards uh, you know, accounts with different hotel chains. Okay. Yeah. So I was checking email the other day and I got an email from one of these and I won't say their name. And they were like, Hey, it's almost time. Check-ins at four o'clock. We look forward to having you come to blah, blah, blah hotel in Austin, Texas. Blah, 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 hotel in Austin, Texas. In Austin, Texas. I've never been to Austin, Texas. I don't do business in Austin, Texas. I have no plans to go to Austin, Texas. I'm in the middle of a pandemic. I'm sitting tight. So I was like, I didn't oh. make a trip to Austin. So it said, you know, and it's one of those emails where it's like, okay, confirm your confirm or cancel. So I hit cancel, of course, cancel. And at that point, fortunately, I was able to get into my account and cancel the reservation. Wow. And then they came back and said, well, that's going to be a $300 charge because it's a little late to be canceling. Uh -uh. So I was like, no. So the first thing I did instead of calling the hotel is I called 
and I will say American Express because they do have great customer service. And I called American Express because that's who I use when I travel. Hey, just letting you know, this company is trying to charge me this amount. And I did not make this reservation. Amex is like, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. And we'll mark it. We'll freeze this card. We'll send you a new one. Because I, I was like, I have my card. I don't know why nobody How, stole it. Yeah. But they're like, somebody could have swiped your number. They said, we'll just play it safe. We'll send you a new one. Don't worry about it. Okay, cool. Thanks so much. And then I okay, went so on. The customer service is off to a good start. At Amex, yes. Okay. So. I'm like, okay, cool. And I don't, and I don't think anything about it. And I go on about my business. I did not call that hotel because I canceled it. And I'm like, screw them. You know, it's not going to be charged. So no, who cares? So then I get two days later, I get an email that said, it's almost time. Your stay at the blah, 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 another hotel under the same chain in Austin, Texas. Starting to check into is today. At Dude, they tried twice. Four o'clock. Whoa. So this time I called the hotel company because I figured out when I tried to log in to my account, I changed the password because I'm like, you know, somebody, I figured out that somebody had gone into the hotel account, not yeah. the MX account. And so I went into the hotel account, I changed the password. And then when I went back in to try to re-log in, I did not recognize the username. So I called the hotel which, which this hotel chain, and you can always email me to find out who it is because I will never stay there again. But this hotel chain, like on their website, had no, had no phone number, right? Because I couldn't get in my account to contact anybody. So I had to Google their phone number because their website, had, whatever. So I thought that was suspicious. So then I call because this is a hotel chain that merged with another hotel chain in the past few years. And so they obviously don't want you to call them. So I called them found the number, called him, was on hold for like 10, 20 minutes, uh. finally got somebody. And I said, hey, just to let you know, somebody has gotten into my account, changed everything. And is, and I not only got the, you're about to get a state, I got, when I, I got another email saying there was a third stay. So somebody was, and it was all in Austin. So somebody was staying two nights a piece at all these hotels around Austin. They're like, we're going to double down. So yeah. I said, this is not me. And so the woman's like, well, can you verify your phone number? It did not match. Can you verify your address? It did not match. I said, somebody has literally gone in here and changed everything and is pretending to be me. And so, and I said, I've already frozen my credit card, but the person is pr probably, it's in your hotel right now. Like I said, whoever this is, is in the hotel. And so she's like, okay, well, this, we need to, I need to send you to somebody else. Now, normally in customer service, when you send to somebody else, you immediately get there. She put me on hold again for 20 more minutes, put me back in the queue line, got Greg. Oh, no. I got, I will call this guy's name out, Greg. Greg got on the phone. I explained to him, Greg, this is not me. Can you verify your phone number? It doesn't match. And he would like, he said, well, ma'am, this doesn't match. I said, I know because this is not me like this. And he said, well, can you right. verify the address? Ma'am, this doesn't match. I said, Greg, do you not understand? I'm telling you, this is, I've been hacked. Like somebody's, and then he's like, well, can you, can you tell me an old address or something? Like, and so then I, he said, okay, so what you're telling me is, he said, your most recent stay, when was your most recent stay? I said, I haven't been in a hotel in at least two years. He said, well, that, that's, that's not what our records show. I said, well, somebody's been in Austin. And I know that, but it's not me. And so he's like, so what you're telling me? And I got so frustrated. I said, Greg, I said, this is not me. And he said, ma'am, don't interrupt me. He <gasps> said, I don't need, I don't need to take this. No, and he, he hung, did not. And he hung up on me. 
You have got to be kidding me. He hung up on me. And, so, <laughs> and I'm sitting, I'm sitting oh, in the grocery I'm in the no. car doing all this. I'm trying to run errands because I got other things going on. And I was I sat in the parking lot of the grocery store going, I, I can't believe this just happened. And I was re- I mean, I was on fire. And so I called MX and I explained to them what was going on. I said, if you ever, ever get a charge from this hotel. And she said, it's taken care of. We've frozen it, but we'll make a note that anytime this hotel shows up, it is a fraud. And I said, thank you. And so there's strongly worded letters to the executives at this chain, at these hotels in Austin, to just let them know what's going on. And that Mr. Greg took the action he took. And that this, that, that he. That's like worse than the cable company. And most cable companies are terrible, right? I mean, most, most, you know, that's usually the biggest customer service complaint that I hear is from every cable cable company under the sun, not even like singling one out, just everybody. (laughs) Well, this hotel chain, I'm telling you, it's like, I'm not, I'm not just, you know, saying, oh, I, you know, screw I'm not trying to be a Karen. I'm not trying to say, you know what? I'll never stand you. It's like Greg's actions. Like, oh, I will never because customer service. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. What do you think happened? Do you think somebody hacked into your account and was trying to stay as you and use your points? Because use you said points, you had racked up a lot cards, of points. Use my credit card, okay. use my points. Like they went into the, they were able to hack in my account and they just, they're having a good time in Austin. It's just staying for free on your travel reward points. So, and I think they're doing it, two days at a time because that way, if they get bought, at least they can get something in instead of getting kicked out of a hotel. Like they're pushing it until they, until I realize what's going on. Wow. And then I stopped the process. What but, then the AMX per- but the MX person, like when I was telling them about it, she, and I told them about the hotel chain and how they treated me. And she's like, well, that's kind of dumb because they have the person who's doing it right there under their nose and they're not willing to find them. Like that's Sorry. fraud. That's because absurd. at one point when you were telling your story, I thought, well, maybe the account information got swapped. Like, okay, let's just say for instance, could it be that this person was using their own points, but somehow in the system, your email got mixed with their email. Like, I don't know how that happens, but let's say there was right. like some sort of technology breach or something and something got mixed up and this could be a legit person, but the emails are just coming to you with their hotel reservations. Exactly. And and when I, and I wasn't angry when it first happened, I just wanted to make sure I didn't get charged. Right. So that's why I called the credit card company. And then I didn't think twice about it because I thought, well, it's a one-time incident. It's no big deal. I didn't think about somebody actually going it so then the when the first woman who transferred me to greg the first woman said to me there are the per, whoever's been in there is splintering it into several different accounts like they're trying to use it as a source to kind of launch into other accounts ah. and so she's like hey, we got three different accounts here and she's like so and she seemed concerned so she was like okay well let me so she she but acknowledged greg, this is an issue but Greg, then, I, yeah, I think Greg thought I was the fraudulent person. Oh, and so, so no. what I did, so anyway, so this hotel chain, and again, I don't, I, my point is not that, oh, what was Melissa, but it's, it's just yeah. the conversation of, you know, I don't know. We've got to change the way we do business because people sometimes need help. And I know I've, I've done customer service and I know being yelled at all day is not fun. But some of those people that are yelling at you have legitimate reasons to be upset, right? Yeah. Not everybody is trying to just make your day hard or get away with something. And and so that's that was frustrating to me that Greg 
you know, just automatic. And he hung up on me. Like, I can't, I, I was you like. You get fired for that. You cannot exactly. work in customer service and hang up on a customer. And don't interrupt me, ma'am. It's like, oh, oh no, you didn't. Like, no. I was so pissed at him. Yeah. How about you mansplain that to me one more time, Greg? Yeah. And then, so since their website only had social media on there to get in contact with, I posted on Twitter. I'm just like, I don't know if anybody else is having problems with this particular chain. Again, it's at Melissa Carter on Twitter in case you want to know who this is. Yeah. You know, but I, you know, I will never be here again because I just got hung up on my customer service when somebody on my dime is having a good time in Austin. And so they wrote me back in personal direct message. But again, it was just with this language of, you know, they're like, we're sorry, but you know, like, so, so did any, are you out any charges? Does somebody try to charge for the, like they are dimwitted dumb people who are working at this company. I mean, and I don't mean to be so insulting, but it's like mm -hmm. when somebody tells you as we speak, there's somebody in your hotel room that's playing to be me. <laughs> and you're like, so what you're saying is like using the whole psychology. So what you're saying is that you did not make this reservation. And I'm like, I really, I feel like I'm a senior trying to talk to a kindergartner. But anyway, that way, but that was like a, a several day ordeal having to sit on the phone for too uh -huh. long. Except at MX, I will say, I'm, I again, they're not a sponsor, but I'm just, they were just the bright light and all that because they were the ones that were yeah. there immediately. They took care of it. They talked me off the cliff and they got it done. That's what and, they're known for, right? That's what, that's their whole deal. Yeah. And that, and maybe they will be a sponsor. Maybe we'll send them this, <laughs> this episode this of audio, the podcast. Yes. Just to say, thank you. Thank you for like, at least not treating me like I'm an idiot. I yeah. mean, that's the thing. Like, because I I'm, I don't jump on the phone screaming, <laughs> but with Greg, by the end of it, I was yelling at him and he hung up on me. <laughs> Do you think that um, karma comes back around for people like the people that were trying to steal your identity? I do think you attract your life. So I don't know about karma because I do think that I think the true tradition of karma, we kind of mess up a little bit in okay. Western culture, but I do believe in the law of attraction. I do believe in that. So I think that if, you know, whatever, whatever your vibe is, is what you're going to get. So, I mean, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't have to pay. I don't have to work. You know what? I don't care about those people. Right. I just want to make sure I didn't get charged and mm -hmm. I didn't get charged. So whatever happens to them, but it's just interesting how you have stolen identity and fraudulent activity happening. And the person is sitting, you, there's no, there's, it's not a complicated case to solve. Right. But, the answer's right there. I will yeah. tell you, I had a case of stolen identity as well. This was probably about a year and a half ago and good customer service came from Macy's because okay. it was somebody had somehow gotten my information, all my information, like they had it all and opened up a Macy's charge account. Mm -hmm. um, but the charges were happening in Massachusetts Mm -hmm. So they were going on a little shopping spree and I live in Atlanta, Georgia. And so somehow in the Macy's billing department, they kind of caught the discrepancy that a right. lot of this was happening in Massachusetts. And they were the ones who actually reached out to me and said, have you been traveling there? You know, have you, and I'm like, no, what's happened? <laughs> you know? And the woman on the phone's like, I'm not supposed to tell you a whole lot. She's like, but we'll obviously end this and end the charges and end this account. She's like, but they have all your information. I was like, my name. She's like, uh-huh. I'm like, 
my number. Uh-huh. And I'm like, can I keep asking you questions? And she goes, uh-huh. And I was like, do they have my social security number? And she goes, uh-huh. Wow. And I'm like, how did they get it? Who knows? Right. Right. Yeah. So and we that, had to yeah. go through a lot of different things, you know, through like the credit bureaus and our credit, you know, all of our institutions and just give everybody a heads up that somebody had all my information. And the woman even said they had uh, created a fake ID with my photo. What? Yes, because they wow. had, yeah, because sometimes if Macy's has a question, they'll ask for a photo ID to go along with your credit card. And they had a photo ID. Crazy, right? Wow. Yeah. The criminals get really, really expert at this because I guess they get away with it enough times that it's worth the risk. I don't know. I guess. Well, and it's usually quick because I think they know they're about to get busted. So that's why they do. Like there's one time I lived in an apartment building and I was offered a credit card in my box at the apartment, but I never got it. Somebody stole it out of my box. Right. And then filled out the application as me and, and got and was able to get it. And they went on a shopping spree that, you know, for the first hour, they hit like six stores. Right. So it's like the person knew as soon as I was contacted or soon, I don't know, I forgot how, because how would I be contacted if they stole yeah. the application? But anyway, somehow I figured it out and we stopped it, but they, yeah, it's usually a, it's a quick hit and run and then they mm -hmm. move on to the next piece of information. But that person was like, they're like, oh, we got this woman in Atlanta, so we can use this longer than just for an hour to make an ID and everything. It must have loved Macy's. I guess so. I mean, they're dressing a whole lot nicer than I am. I mean, when this <laughs> happened, I was like, damn, I haven't been shopping in years. I wish well, I had all those clothes. Well, the good thing is that companies are savvy to this and they usually yeah. don't give you a hard time about it. Right. They have, you know, they have insurance for the, I know it's frustrating and it's costly for them, but they do have insurance that covers them on all this stuff. Yeah. And so the good thing is you don't have to, uh, you know, plead with companies if it's an isolated incident. You know, like I said, you you I didn't have to spend a week proving who I was. It was one phone call to a credit card company. They're like, okay, no big deal. We'll wipe it off. Yeah. Okay, thanks. You know, I but, guess that's the good news from it being so pervasive. I, right. right? <laughs> I know it's a so shame. A silver lining, <laughs> Melissa Carter. Silver lining. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. Greg. Well, let's grab a question out of the You Don't Know My Life box. You Don't Know My Life, a board game that we love to play that was created by a friend of mine. And um, you could steal this for dinner with friends when you start going out for road trips. You know, this holiday season, if you're getting out, you were about to get the kids vaccinated. So let's go ahead and start traveling and see family. Uh, you can play this and it's a lot of fun. So today's question is, if you could live in any TV show home, which one would it be? I love this question. My first thought was Full House. Okay. Okay. I loved watching Full House when I was growing up. And now there's Fuller House that right. my daughters like to watch. Uh, but I grew up in Florida. So in Florida, everywhere is flat, right? Mm -hmm. And most houses are ranch uh. homes. And in Fuller or in Full House and in Fuller. I'm not sure the house in Fuller house, but in full house, they lived in San Francisco yeah. and they had a, like a townhouse that when they, uh, you know, when they would pan to the front of the house, it, it went straight up and it had several floors and it was on a hill and it just, it seemed exotic to right? me, being a Florida <laughs> kid. So Cute. if I could live in any TV show home, I would be moving in 
to full house with Uncle Jesse. I love it. I love it. And Annie could have gotten into a good school with Jesse's wife. She would have gotten you into. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah just, she would have cheated her way into getting you a school. I would have I don't know. been a rower. That was, yeah, that's a, that was low hanging fruit. That's a terrible joke. <laughs> okay. So the house that uh, came to mind for me first was Beverly Hills, 90210, the Walsh's house, oh, because yes. I think it'd be cool to be in Beverly Hills, but they had the Spanish house. So they had the, the oh. rounded doorways and they had the little roses that were painted. It's very, yeah, it was very Spanish looking. And, um, and it seemed like, you know, even though they're in Beverly Hills, it seemed like a cool house and a normal house, not a too richy rich house. Yeah. Um, and it seemed homey, but yet you were in the middle of, you know, California and Beverly Hills. And stuff. Yes, exactly. So yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would hang out with Brand Brandon and Brenda Walsh in their house. <laughs> that is awesome. I love it. I thought for sure you were going to say the Brady Bunch house. I, that I don't know why I thought it that crossed was my mind. One. It crossed my mind, but I will say that my, my parents built our house in the seventies. And so there was similar decor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yes, I, I think the, the Walsh's house with the, the Spanish style for some reason, but I did think of the Brady house, but it's a little too dated at this point. Yeah. I think, you know, which other one I thought of was the home alone house. Oh yes, Remember the home oh, alone yes. house? Like oh, that's a suburbs, great house. Yeah. You know, and it had like the fun staircase that he was playing on. Yes. That one was on my mind because did you know that they have created a new Lego set? that is a replica of the home alone house. No, I did not know that. Yeah. It's new. It's very expensive. So it's for like the Lego collector. I think it's like $600 or something crazy, yeah. but it's like a complete home alone Lego replica, even with like the creepy neighbor. Do you remember oh, really? the next door neighbor that was yes. taking out the trash that he was scared of? They're and all he, in like Lego sizes. And he ended up being the sweetest guy. Yes. yes. Oh, that's a great neighborhood. And I think you add the snow to it and the just, because yeah. it, it was a Chicago neighborhood, because that reminds me of like Uncle Buck. Yeah. Uncle Buck. Like I love that neighborhood. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> again, very different from Florida. It was very exotic. They had snow. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> okay. It is now time for Dear Frenzy. And today's Frenzy advice column question comes from Tamara. And it's about caring for aging parents. Uh, she says, Jen and Melissa, my brother is not helping to care for our parents and it's driving me nuts! Exclamation point. He's mm. always too busy and he doesn't make them a priority. Our mom and dad still live alone separately and they have both recently lost their driving abilities mm. now i'm the only child driving them to the store doctor's appointments and activities how do i get him to step up mm. i this think this is, is very a, relatable yes a familiar topic with everybody's parents getting older at this point yeah um, melissa you have been through um, both of your parents aging and yes. passing. Yes. Did this happen with your dad and your mom? I'm on the other side of all this. Yes. With dad, my mom was still young enough to care for him um, with my mm -hmm. sister and brother's help. So I live in Atlanta. They live in Nashville. They lived in Nashville. So weird to talk about your parents in past tense, mm -hmm. but they lived in Nashville and I w was young and starting my career. So my father, I was, I was much younger, you know, than my siblings and my parents. And so I just remember with my father, it was more of my mother pushing me to maintain my ambition and don't feel guilty and don't worry too much about it. And 
I got it covered. And so, and then they had hospice care. So dad was at home with home hospice. So that wasn't a big deal because mom was still there and she was still active and healthy and strong. And, and, but when mom got older and she started declining, she had probably a good six months of decline before she passed and she was home for most of that. And then she went into hospice care for only like a couple of days. Like she, she went quickly, but it naturally fell on my sister. And so in our situation, I have a oldest sister, a middle brother and myself. And when mom was getting frail, uh, she lived in Atlanta for a little bit. She wasn't frail then to be with her grandson. But when she got frail, she went back up to Nashville to her own home. She never sold her home when she lived down here. And my sister, it just happened that my sister's career was kind of flat. So she had the opportunity to move in with my mother and take care of her. My mother took care of her financially. And my brother was in the same town. And then I had a young Mr. Carter. And so my siblings and I communicated a lot because my brother and I offered, you know, in her case, her brother's not offering. We offered, you know, with my sister, we communicated like, what can we do to help? You know, and my sister, uh, there was a part of her that wanted to do this for my mother. And so, mm -hmm. and she was giving me, you know, a break because she's like, you've got a young child, you're a caretaker too. So don't worry about it. But I think that to, I think you also have to understand that the siblings, of people I know, friends whose siblings did not step up, they may be more upset about it than you realize. So I think that you also have to take into consideration that that brother. I, I question whether how upset that brother is at the parents getting older, because some children can't handle it. Like just oh, period. Oh wow, I had never thought of it in that way. Some children cannot handle watching their parents grow old. It's hard. It is a hard. It is so unnatural. <laughs> it's all natural, and yet it's so unnatural because you're still, I'm still six years old. I mean, I still, when it comes to my relationship with my parents, I'm still a little kid and they're my caretakers. And to be their caretaker is a really, it's hard. It's hard. It was hard to watch Millie Pete decline. And it was hard to watch Millie Pete, you know, end her, I mean, her life end. Um, but it's part of it and you got to step up. So I, and I was raised in a family where you step up, you know, you, you suck it up and you move forward. And it's a part of life. Like my parents did not coddle me into thinking that I could get away with not participating in death, you know, in, in any, so anyway, I think that my opinion is that I think you have to, you can't expect your brother to do something just because you're thinking it, you have to have a conversation and you, unfortunately you may, whether it's fair or not, you may have to initiate that conversation. But I also think you should challenge that sibling on, you know, what, why, you know, are you upset by this? How do you feel about this? Instead of attacking them, I think you should ask, how do you feel about seeing our parents mm -hmm. do this? That's and a then, great question. And then it's, also, coming, yeah. it's coming at your sibling from a very empathetic place versus mm -hmm. an accusatory place. Because Tamara might be going, how can my brother not notice that I'm driving them to the store, taking right. them to all the doctor's appointment. Like she's in it and doing all the things. And maybe the brother isn't aware of all the things that she's taking care of. And if you don't mind me jumping in and adding to this, there's all you have to, Tamara, only you can determine your family dynamic. Mm -hmm. You know, I, one of the things that Katie and I are trying not to do with our son is make him into the man that sits around and watches the women do the work. Mm -hmm. I think that's too many times uh, boys are allowed to not do as much as girls. I think too many times we give the message to girls, even to this day, that you're, you should be good in the kitchen. 
and that boys don't have to be. And I think that there's too many times where you see the mother clean up after the husband. And so the daughter cleans up after the brother. So I think that also, if you're in that situation, a brother is trained to not do anything and to let the girl do it. So he may also not be aware that you need help because you may not have asked for it. And so mm -hmm. I think you have to, I think you have to give your brother the benefit of the doubt to ask first. And then if he can't do it, then charge him, send him an invoice. <laughs> oh, that's good too. Cause she did write in here. He's always too busy. Well, then I think he's, I so think he's that to that. me comes across that, she, you know, maybe we're decoding the message here, but to me, that means she has asked. Right. If he has said, I'm too busy. Right. Or I'm not available to take them to this doctor. Then, or I, that doctor or then I would call else. him to task. I would say, you know, you obviously cannot handle this. I mean, I would challenge him. I mean, because men don't like to be told that if you want to really want to get him, say, I, well, obviously you cannot handle this. You emotionally cannot handle watching them do this. So how about you fund this? You know, if you can, this, you know, it's fine if you, cause you have to come up with a balance. Like with our sister, she did a lot. Like she busted her ass for our mother. And so, I mean, I was, I was always trying to send her supplies, things she needs. Tell me what you need. Like, what can I, you know, what, is there equipment in the house that you need for mom? Like, what can I do? Cause if I can't be there physically, I can be there financially that, you know, mm -hmm. you shouldn't have to worry about all this. You know, that's the thing is, is just, yeah. So also decide instead of being angry with him, decide, well, what can he do realistically that would actually make your life easier and if it is financing, great. If it's supplying equipment, great. Like you, you just have to, you know, unfortunately that's the thing It's like, and parents need to understand this about your children. Like you re there's a reason why your children need to get along because in life's challenges, like your death, these siblings are going to have to work together mm -hmm. to make this okay. Be because you yeah, yeah, you don't, Tamara, you don't want to become resentful, right? Right. Sounds because like she already is. It does. Because it's like if your parents pass, then your family that's left is your brother. Right. You know, or your you parents will pass. Your parents will pass. That's yes. the thing. When they pass, when then they pass. What then what's left is is that the rest of the family. So it's like how you handle this is really crucial. Or how your brother handles this. You know, I don't want to make it fully her responsibility to figure it out and take, you know, it's both, it's both siblings responsibilities. Well, you better figure it out now because parents don't go together. And so it, you mm -hmm. know, like I said, when my father passed, there was, you know, it, we were still young enough and it wasn't, it wasn't a burden. And I'm not saying that mom was a burden, but it was more challenging because when my father passed, we were all in our twenties and thirties and mom was young where when my mother passed, we're, we're in our fifties and sixties. Mm -hmm. And so, and for some people, they're older than that, trying to take care of an elderly parent. And so you have to figure this out now because it's only going to get more challenging from here. They're only going to get less healthy. One of them will pass before the other. And so, well, you, and that's you assuming know. that they're together. You know, a lot of people are growing old as singles, you know, so I'm watching it in my family. My parents are still married and we'll take care of each other for longer, right? Then before it becomes re the responsibility of me and my brother to care for them because they have each other, you know, and I watch it play out on my husband's side of the family and his parents are both still living, but they are divorced and they are both single. So they require separate care. Um, and they're actually friends now. So they sometimes try to take care of each other, but 
we're getting to a point where that's probably not a great idea, mm -hmm, <laughs> you, know? Right. you know? So it's like, everybody's but there's, family but there's also dynamic a is different. It is, but there's also a difference when there's just one parent left, even if they're separated, even if they're not living together, I don't know. There's an emotional, like, because mm. there is an emotional toil that takes place. Like I, mm -hmm. I went to a doctor's appointment recently and it was in a doctor's, you know, it was a routine appointment of catching up, you know, now that I'm vaccinated on all my doctor's appointments. And it was, a, it was attached to a hospital in town. And when my mother lived here, the hospital was one of the places that she stayed. And so I remember being there for it because she got pneumonia when she's in Atlanta. And so she had a long stay in the hospital. And I, I just remember that I associate that hospital with her. So when I went to the doctor's appointment, I just, I, I just got this ping of missing mom. So I went into the gift shop and just bought something, a Halloween thing, just because in honor of her, because that's what I would be doing now if she was here or whatever. So I don't know. I just felt I miss mom. And so I went and did it. And that's the thing when you miss your parent, like it's just, it's, it's still, it's weird. It's just a weird experience. You'll never get over it. You just will never get over it. Cause it's so odd. But anyway, I walked into the store and I just felt the need to say something to these women. Like, you know, in a hospital gift shop, it's usually older women. And so I, you know, and they were like, oh, well, what brings you in here today and stuff? And I said, you know, I miss my mom. And she'd been in the hospital before and she's no longer with us. And so, and the woman I was talking to just nodded and the woman behind the counter turned to me and there's this knowing look. And so they were like, we know exactly what you mean. And so we started talking about how there's a club. It's a club mm -hmm. of people. Uh, in, in our case, it was, we were close with our mothers. And so we missed our mom and it was just, life is, life is so different without her. It's just a different, I'm different. I'm, I'm forever changed because she's no longer here. So I think that you have to incorporate that into what's going to happen because there is such an emotional thing. And my siblings and I have handled it completely differently. Like my sister is more busybody. She's the one that's taken charge of, of um, making sure everything is uh, all the business of my mother's death is done. And she's done a great job. Normally she would not be that person. God love her. She's not the most organized person, but she has been on top of it. But I know that's how she's processed this, right? She's just stayed busy. And for me, it's, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I, it's, I, it's hard to explain. I'm just kind of, half in the clouds most of the time just it's just a weird experience and my brother just doesn't talk about it but we love each other enough to know we allow that space to be different to be that so anyway I it's a long monologue I'm giving I don't mean to do that but Tamara I think with your brother this resentment like Jen says got to go this anger's got to go you've got to accept him for who he is you've got to make sure that what you're willing to do for your parents is what you're willing to do without any compensation with without any thank yous and be okay with that and move forward in this journey because it's it's a tough one i mean them both be, still being here and just not being able to drive is the easy part mm. it's only gonna get harder from here it's a great perspective i wouldn't have thought of it from that emotional empathetic way i'm like well to tell him to get to the doctor <laughs> you know I'm like, <laughs> right like to me i'm more um on the practical side of it because i haven't gone through it yet you know yeah i it's hard. It's hard. I yeah. mean, there's a relief now because I, there are times I think I, we don't have to, my siblings and I don't have to have these conversations anymore. They're tough conversations to have. And there's times I initiated the conversations and it's uncomfortable, but it has to be done. And I think in this case, unfortunately, Tamara, it looks like you have taken on the role of being the leader of this 
health care of this, you know, taking, you know, health care of your parents. And so anyway, and, and again, hopefully this, I know it's a long answer, but it's, we all can relate. And again, um, I would love for people to email us their responses, right? Jen at the and Melissa at the Because I know most every, I'm sure every single person listening to this is going through it or has gone through it and has some mm-hmm. advice for Tamara too. So I'd love a, a way for them to be able to give their advice too. Yeah, definitely email us. And if you ever have a Dear Frenzy question, um, we can share your question anonymously or, you know, we can uh, bat it around here on the Frenzy and uh, see if we can help you work through a situation. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Well, Jen has this week's Mirror Mantra. We celebrate friendship here on the Frenzy, right? That's what it is all about. And so here is this week's Mirror Mantra, and I'll explain why. Okay. If you're ready to offer the olive branch, be the first to reach out. So at this stage of life, we have all been through some stuff, right? And I'm guessing if you're listening to this right now, there's been some conflict somewhere, whether that's with a friend, <laughs> uh, whether that's a family member, whether that's an ex-relationship, a coworker, whatever, something's gone south, right? Something has has been broken or or a situation that you've been through requires potential forgiveness or a reconciliation. So mm-hmm. that's going to be different for everybody. Um, but I recently had a situation with a friend, uh, and Melissa knows this friend, okay, where things had gone off course over several years. But I was the one who was ready to offer the olive branch mm-hmm. and reach out. Um, and I consulted Melissa's advice before <laughs> doing so. So you know what I'm talking about. And you gave me great advice. You said, if the sentiment is authentic and genuine, you said that's how it will be received. Yes. So with this friend, I wrote a very nice long card um, because, you know, an email didn't seem right. A phone call seemed too intrusive. A text message seemed too well, flippant. Jen, Jen is old school. She is handwritten card yeah. mama. Like you're really like good the, about thank that. You know, yeah. Per, yeah. Well, I mean, I've, you know, with little kids, it's hard to stay on top of all that, but right. Uh, but I, I traditionally in my life have been a, a card writer. And so I wrote a, a nice long card and sent it and like with a real stamp in the mail. Sent it. <laughs> um, and I didn't hear anything back for a long time. And I just thought, well, Melissa's right. The sentiment that I sent out into the world, like, let's just hope that that's what was received. And then sure enough, a few days ago, I got a text message from this friend who said, that they were very touched by the sentiment and the, um, the kind words were received in the right way. So, yeah. um, so it was a good feeling to be the one that reached out with that olive branch, because if I ever happen to run into this friend again, it'll all be good. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely love that story. I love you did that. And I, and I think that as we get older, we have to understand that, yes, the sentiment has to be right. It's like I said to Tamara earlier, you can't expect to receive anything in return. If you are willing to give without receiving, then you're in the right spot. But too many times, I think for women, because we're so emotionally based, we just want things to be comfortable again. So we'll, and I've made this mistake many times in relationships where I will reach out with not an authentic olive branch. I just, I want the tension gone. And then when I don't get what I want in return, then I get even more angry and I make it worse. Mm. So I think, 
So I think that, yes, you have to check yourself first and make sure that the reason you're doing it is right. Then tell yourself, if I never hear from this person or it doesn't work out, I'm good because I did my part and I did what was right by me. And then, but I think usually nine times out of 10, when you're in that space, things will work out the way you want them to. Yeah, because you're right. It was just about offering those, that feeling. It was not about what was I going to receive in return. It was like, I'm just going to send this into the universe and see what happens. And, and then I'm you gotta, okay and if then I gotta, never hear back. Yes. Yeah. And you got a great thing in return. It's funny how life works that way. Like yeah. life usually gives you opposite of what you expect. Yeah. <laughs> so when you expect something I, good, something no. bad usually happens. And then when you're like, you know, it's like a Shawshank Redemption when um, Red, I don't remember if you remember that movie, but like yeah. he was up for parole over and over again. And he was trying to do what he thought was right, say the right words. And he always got rejected and then finally he's like you know what screw it you're gonna do what you're gonna do anyway I'm not the same person I was but whatever and then they let him go right so you right. just have to dig deep mm -hmm. and get to that place yep you know you're absolutely right so that's your mirror mantra uh and maybe you uh switch switch it around and say if I'm ready to offer the olive branch I'll be the first to reach out Absolutely. Congratulations on that uh, reconciliation too. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of The Frenzy, please share it with a friend. We would love for more friends like you to find out about our show. And if you're enjoying The Frenzy podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. And if you leave us a review, that's really great too. Yeah, we'd love that. And check out our Frenzy YouTube channel with videos, extended interviews, as well as bloopers. And we'd love for you to follow The Frenzy on Instagram. And you can DM us with your uh, Dear Frenzy questions, any feedback on the show, any topics or guests that you would like us to have on The Frenzy. Let us know. That's right. And here is your reminder to share your story. Open up about your story with trusted friends. It's good to get it out and also develop those relationships with other people because your story matters. The Frenzy is hosted and produced by Melissa Carter and Jen Hobby. Uh, sound editing by Bo Johnson. Original soundtrack produced by Tammy Hurt for placement music, written and recorded by Mark Daniels. The Frenzy is part of the Digitent Podcast Network. And The Frenzy celebrates friendships over 40. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. We love your friendship. All right, until next week, trust your gut, share your story, and, and stop, stop lying. lying. Now, your age. age. You're perfect just the way you are. We'll celebrate it. We'll see you in a couple days. That's right.